Welcome to Some Would Say. Casual chats for curious people. Your weekly podcast hosted by us, Amelia Rose and Lara May, unpacking all things life from the arts to well-being, from work to play and hearing what others have to say. Today's guest is so unapologetically herself and we love her for it. If you want a no bullshit approach to life, this episode is for you. We spoke with business coach and mentor, Jesse Williams, about the importance of authenticity, self-care as a lifestyle, and why curiosity is the best mindset tool anyone can have. Jessie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me on. A question that we ask all guests is if we were to take you on a night out, what is your DJ song request and why? And what would we order you to drink? My DJ song request, I reckon I would pick Give Me Everything by Pitbull. Do you know that song? No. What's the, you go on, sing it for us. Yeah. Tonight, give me Yes. And the reason being would just be like, that just feels like an OG classic for my teenage years. And mm. so it would just like, I love dancing to things that make me feel nostalgic and, and that's kind of my vibe. So I would pick something that gives me a, a hit of nostalgia. Um, and to drink, if the bartender would do it, I would have a grasshopper. Oh, what's a, remind yeah, me what a grasshopper is again. I look, I actually can't even tell you, but <laughs> <laughs> Tastes like a chocolate aero bar. And I had one for the first time at La Favela in Bali, like a, a bar in Bali. And and I've never turned back since. But over here, like some places do them, some places don't. So if they say it said no, I would have an amaretto sour. Yeah, nice. Is yeah. I think I might have had one before. Is it like a um is it like an espresso martini but with mint in it? Or no? It's chocolatey. It's along that vibe. It's like a pale green color. And ah. I would say it's more creamy texture without being too heavy. Yeah. Mm. Yum. That sounds so good. That sounds like the best like end your night beverage, you know, as like yeah. a little dessert. It's a one one glass kind of vibe, um, but it's, it's delicious. It's my favorite. Such a flex too, if they know like, it, you know, it's a Bali cocktail that you order or something, you'd be like, mm. yeah, it's, you know, I just ordered it one time in Bali and so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I order it, it kind of gets the table talking, like no yeah. one ever knows what it is, so it's a good one. Yeah, so wow. good. Love a different one to mix things mm, up. Same. Well, Jesse, for those who don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and who Jesse is? Yeah, absolutely. So I am a business coach, so I am a mentor for um, predominantly women, but I also coach males as well, um, who are kind of like run any online service space, um, kind of business. So coaches, mentors, leaders, um, online educators and things like that to help them grow their business. Um, and I also have a background in mindset coaching as well. So that's a bit more from the, from the business side, um, from a personal side, fiance, dog, mom, Leo, they're kind of like my go-to vibes. And, and that's me in a nutshell. Oh, so good. I love your dog. You've got a cavoodle, hey? I've got two, yeah. Oh, so cute. Yeah, I've got a cavoodle and a spoodle. And yeah, they just look like twins. <laughs> yeah, it's, they're, they're honestly the best breed ever. 
They are. Yeah, they're amazing. Well, let's um let's chat about your work as a business coach and mentor. Why don't you take it back to the beginning for us? How did it all begin? Yeah, so it's been like a very um slow but also fast transition into that space quite organically. Um, So fast forwarding through corporate, deciding that I didn't want to do that anymore, going back, studying. I actually um, was a PT um, and then took my online fitness business. um, Yeah, took my fitness business online, started coaching in that space. And then kind of what I was realizing was that you could write the best protocol in the world. You could give people the best training program, best nutritional protocols. But if their mindset wasn't right, it was pointless. Like they just weren't going to stick to it. They were going to have blocks and things like that. So I started going more and more down the mindset route with like clients, but also taking myself down that path as well. Um, Did some further study, worked with my own coaches and things like that, and then moved into the mindset space. Um, so I was kind of dabbling in fitness and mindset coaching and that's really where I saw myself. And then I had built my business to multiple six figures doing that. And I started getting DMs like, how have you built your mindset business? How have you built your fitness business? Would you coach me? Would you be my business mentor? Um, and so it was this really natural organic thing where at the start I was like, well, I guess like, why not? Like I can, I can help people with what I know. Um, so I started just coaching people who were asking and just doing it on the side. And then the more I did it, I just like, honestly felt so in love with that work. And it's really the space that, that I want to be in. Cause I combine a lot of my mindset stuff into my business coaching. Um, and so it's been, yeah, a very natural evolution. And now I'm here. Yeah. Wow. I wondered how, yeah, how you went from, or just like, yeah, the whole beginnings of it. Cause I tried to stalk your Instagram a little bit and that, yeah, it was a lot around like fitness and stuff. I feel yeah. like that has been the evolution for a few business coaches that I follow now and yeah. especially over COVID too. Yeah. COVID was huge because I actually through COVID was still working half. I had about 50% of my revenue from gym, like being on floor PT and 50% online. And when I kind of like the gyms closed, I had to fully send it online. And so I had my own business coach and that's really when my business boomed and I kind of just started growing. So people were kind of like watching that happen throughout Mm. COVID and like seeing me grow and I hired team members. And so people were really watching that evolution. And then I guess that's what got them really, really curious. Yeah, cool. You touched on this briefly before, but what does a one-on-one coaching session with you look like? So it so depends on the client, where Mm. they're at in their business, what they're needing. And it can really be anything from more of like a strategic level. And sometimes it's purely mindset. So it could be a session where we're sitting down and we're doing a lot of like shadow work or unconscious work. And we're working out kind of like from a mindset level, what's blocking them from growing. It could be us navigating um, projections that they're holding or conflict that they're having and and any of the challenges in business where they're kind of having those I want to burn my business to the ground moments. <laughs> Had a few of them recently. Yeah. <laughs> Can <Yeah>. relate. <laughs> um, so just like holding them through that really. And then other times it's us sitting down, strategizing, looking at their product suite, what where there's kind of like maybe missing pieces in their mm. product suite that offers that they could be bringing out that are just helping them scale their business. So it's really can be anything from like a very emotional session where someone's in tears right through to just like very logistical strategizing just depends. Yeah. I love that because um, I'm personally someone who really benefits from bouncing ideas off someone else. Like, you know, sometimes we've got all the answers within us that we need, but having that person there to kind of just prompt and 
help you dig deeper into what you already know is Mm. so useful. Mm, I love that because like the way I look at it is like there's things that within yourself you can strategize or know or plan based off what you know Mm. or what you know that you don't know. So if you know that there's like a blind spot for you, you can explore that. But what's really cool about a coach is they pull out what you don't know, you don't even know. And Mm. I love that. Yeah. Wow, that's such a good way. That was like a bit of a mind fuck then. I was like, wait, what? But so true. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's such a good way to look at it. I definitely, yeah, mindset is so key. Hey, Mm, no matter, especially like all the entrepreneurs and business owners that we've spoken to, the mindset factor, there's always that element to Mm. like, they needed that mind, like that really strong armor mindset to take that next risk, sorry. So Yeah. yeah, it's such a big part of business that I'm coming to learn is you know so prominent um but something that you talk about super openly on your socials is all about like your figures and one month in particular recently you took your business to having a 100k month which is friggin wild like congratulations that's that's so insane can you talk to us a little bit about some actionable tips that users could do to increase their revenue it's going to be hard because I'm going to say like, I'm actually not for the really actionable tips. Okay. Like, like for me and what I've seen with a lot of clients in terms of growing their business is always just looking at, at refining and being a better human and a better leader. So really that's like looking at your business and what I truly believe, especially in the coaching space is we really, really hire people to call us forward. We hire people who we, we admire how they're leading themselves in their life. And so for me, I'm not going to hire a coach that is smashing Facebook ads that works 40 hour a week is posting how much they're grinding, um, that's having four coffees a day because it's not what I desire for myself, right? And there's nothing wrong with that because other people get so energized by that go, go, go energy and like they love the hustle and that's perfect for them. So for me, when I look to hire a coach, I'm like looking to how they're leading their life. So for me, it's always leading my life in in a higher way, holding myself to higher standards. And it's so interesting because I feel like so many of the things that we think are going to make our business crash and burn are actually what expands our business. So Mm. being more direct, being more honest, setting stronger boundaries. And it's funny because we think, oh, if I put that boundary, no one will want to work with me or they'll think I'm being the bitch or, or they'll think that I don't care or whatever else it may be, but actually you're just giving them permission for them to integrate that into their life or their business as well. So, so now they feel confident setting boundaries, right? Cause it would be really hard to have a coach with no boundaries mm-hmm. who's coaching and boundaries and you, and, and you're terrified to, to tell your friend that that's a no, because you don't even have someone modeling that for you. So mm-hmm. I honestly believe when it comes to like building your business revenue, it's being a good role model first and foremost and and holding yourself to a higher standard in that regard. Um, Obviously, I think brand visibility is huge from a more tangible piece. So in terms of like um, social media these days is we know it's just insane for growing your business. So I think brand visibility in any way that you can get more people in your world, get your eyes in front of more people, cross collaborating, you know, you can even collaborate on Instagram posts and IG lives and stuff like that. Now there's so many ways that we can like collaborate and stuff. So I, I think from more of a strategic level, it's just getting your eyes in um, more, more people's eyes on your content. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's even like from us, from our point of view with the podcast, 
collaborating with people and interviewing guests is a big reason why we've grown and like there's no harm in admitting that or like saying that that's part of your business structure because yeah when I look at some of the best businesses in the world it is through collaboration and through like their networks and stuff that they've grown yeah, I love that. And and because I've got a podcast as well and every episode with with the highest like downloads is always a guest podcast every time. Mm. And, and it's not to say that people don't love the solo podcast, but it's like you're bringing a whole new person's audience onto your podcast that only makes sense that they're going to be like more eyes on there so or, or, or more ears. So I think it's like such an untapped way for us to actually start building our businesses. So often we try to do everything by ourselves, and we try to like keep all of our information you know mm. kept close to us and we we hold it all and we don't want to want to share or collaborate and I actually think collaboration is one of the most powerful ways to build your business yeah, yeah agree a hundred percent and it's also beautiful that it's a two-way exchange as well like not one person is benefiting more than the other I think that is yeah, yeah. yeah. and that's the idea of like collaboration right like mm. you both benefit mm. and the way I look at it as well is like even if I was collaborating with another business coach that had the exact same not that I really have a niche but let's just say they had the exact same niche as me they were the same as me and, and people can get so caught up in this competitive energy of like oh I can't collaborate with them because we're too similar mm. and the way I look at it is like if someone was gonna someone who follows you was gonna hire you they would have hired you already Mm. So, so like you're not losing a client to them they're just the right coach for them and I fully trust and honor that yeah. and there's gonna be people who follow them that you're the right coach so it's like it's you're never like losing customers or losing clients it's it's just that they were finding who they were always meant to end up and find so yeah and people always underestimate that your point of difference is often just you just being yourself mm. like yeah. you know some people like oh I need to have this thing that is my thing that no one else does and it's going to be really like, you know, niche. And it's honestly just being you is enough a lot of the time. So yeah, just thought I'd I throw that nugget that. there. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, that's a good little nugget. And I wholeheartedly <laughs> agree. Like, I honestly think that, um, you know, I teach that in a lot of my programs as well is how um, we can have our expertise. But a lot of the time it's, it's actually someone just connecting with you on a personal level mm-hmm. for no reason other than maybe your energy, your values, um, your personality. You know, some people love people who swear a lot. Other people are put off by that. It's mm-hmm. like, we really just get to shine and be our own personality and people feel safe learning from people that on some level mirrors back their own personality as well. Yeah. It's like the whole thing where you can hear an expert say, coffee's bad for you or like that's such a bad example but you know (laughs) that sort of thing and you'll be like oh whatever like no way and then you'll hear someone else say the exact same thing and all of a sudden it clicks in your brain and you're like, oh my God, like, how did I not know this before kind of thing? Yes, that is so true. I even have that happen with clients in my mastermind where I've told them something like five times and then someone else in the mastermind will say it and it like, they're like, I'm so sorry, Jesse. I know you told me this 10 times, but it landed when she said it. I'm like, that's fine. So long as you got there. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it's like planting that seed. Like that's, that's the most important part. Hey. Absolutely. Being a coach, um, we're sure you need to be conscious of looking after yourself and, you know, to be able to deliver the best mentorship possible to clients. Do you have a morning slash night routine you do to um, prime yourself and make sure you're in a good space to deliver that? Um, I do, but I would say I just like um, more than a night or morning routine is just my life. 
Yeah, like nice. how I'm just leading my life. There's not, I think so often, and it's, it's really beautiful and perfect when, when you're getting into a space where you're setting an intention to like change your routine, to have like a morning or a night. And it's this time where you're committed. But I think so often we like almost get past that point, but we keep just like keeping it at the morning and the night. And we're actually not upgrading how we're holding ourselves for our life. So for me, the, the self-care I have and how I look after myself is like from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to sleep. So that would be everything from like morning routine wise. Like I, I train most mornings. Um, and while I think that weight training is optimal, I actually go and do hit classes because I love the community. And that's really good for my nervous system to like be part of a community to, to be high-fiving people. And like, I love that vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always going and and just getting a coffee by myself, whether I'm like walking or driving and parking by the beach. Um, And usually always like making sure I'm not checking my phone first thing. And I'm sure like you probably had a lot of people say that, but I think it's really important. But even just throughout the day, how I nourish my body in terms of like every little thing I'm constantly refining. So whether it's like, I only drink filtered water, it's like cutting out gluten. It's like for, for me, anything that I'm like, if a client's paying me thousands of dollars to coach them and I'm sitting on a call, yawn, or with brain fog or confused or like, can you repeat that? I'm like, that actually doesn't feel congruent for me. So Mm. like actually looking after my body to ensure that I'm showing up in my business as, as best I possibly can. So how I eat, how I move, all of that. But I'm constantly refining that even this week alone, my partner and I have integrated, um, not having any screens on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So like uh, we don't watch Netflix, the TV doesn't go on. We actually just ensure that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we sit down, we have dinner together, we talk, we read in bed together. It's like really, really present intentional time. And so we're usually asleep earlier, I'm up earlier. So just always things that can maximize connection with other people, how how I feel, how my brain health, my body, anything like that for me is like, it, it actually leads into how I show up as a coach. So, yeah, that's a good thing you mentioned about the screen time. It sounds so, it's so simple, but it's so profound. It's like oh. these days, it's so common to be just on your screen so constantly. So to hear someone doing that, it's like, wow, that's revolutionary. And it, isn't it sad that that's revolutionary? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> wild but and and the thing is you actually don't realize how much you're on a screen or watching a screen until you decide not to so even like how many partners say that they value quality time with their partner but you're both sitting on the couch scrolling on instagram sending each other memes um, from the other side of the couch absolutely (laughs) right and like even um we love watching our shows we love watching netflix movies and things like that and that's amazing but it's like when you do it every night all of a sudden you're not actually appreciating when you are doing it. Mm. You're actually just mindlessly in a routine because that's just what you do. So for us to disrupt that and even just in terms of like intimacy in our relationship, all the things that like yeah. you just like first week and and my partner's second day in, my partner sent me a calendar invite for a date night on Saturday night. Like mm. just things where, where you're more open and you're more considerate and you're more connected to people. And I think like, you know, and that transcends, obviously him doing that in our relationship is amazing, but I can only imagine how that's showing up in his business as well. So it's like all these little things that we, we don't even consider or we don't connect the dots with our business, but they're actually so important. Yeah, that's so, I love that you have touched on this because I often get stuck in the like how and the, I need the next best thing. Like I need a TikTok 
fucking masterclass to like know how to use TikTok properly and like all these little things or like I need to build my like email subscriber list when in reality, yeah, when I show up and I'm like energetically super aligned and just like uplifted is the best way that I can describe it. It instantly has a flow on effect, like really transparently last month was probably like one of the worst months in business for me. And I had one of those days where I was just like, fuck this, like I'm out, I'm getting a job kind of thing. Like this is not for me and picked myself up. So we're all good now. But as soon as I made that decision to be like, okay, my outlook on this last month has not been where I want it to be. Instantly September has like flowed so much easier for me. So, and it's almost, you hear that and you're like, oh, that's such a cliche, but it truly does make such a big impact. Like how you choose to respond to situations and how you choose to let things make you feel. Mm, yeah I think that that's such a perfect example of it and it's like when things in your personal life when you're tired when you haven't slept when you're dehydrated when you if you're having an argument with your partner if like all of that yet you're supposed to show up like a powerful CEO in your business it's Mm. like this doesn't make sense. So there's like a really cool part where we can actually take care of our human first and the business revenue and everything just naturally grows. Yes. So true. So true. And the screen time thing, I found myself scrolling just like in this massive wave of comparison. And I didn't even kind of recognize it until now, like reflecting on it. I'm like, wow, that was so draining like no wonder I couldn't give everything that I wanted to my business Mm. because I was just so drained by staring at a screen (laughs) Yeah. yeah I follow I only follow like around 50 people now and people are always so surprised like how do you only follow 50 people and I'm like imagine 50 humans standing in a room now imagine you're supposed to keep tabs on all of their lives like Mm. that's that's a lot right so it's like if there's like 500 people in your feed and like that's so overwhelming for Mm. your nervous system and stuff like that as well so for me I even have people it's funny I see people who are always like oh I see people stalking me who don't follow me and I'm like that's probably me like I'm one of those people but I'm like I'm not stalking I'm just I actually want to stay on top of your stuff but I don't want to follow you because I don't want to have it in my face and me not be able to control my feed but like I also like care about you and I want to keep tabs and see you succeeding but on my terms. Yeah, that's so true. And I feel like often when someone unfollows or doesn't follow you, it is really easy to take it personal and to immediately think like, it's because they don't like me or something like that. (laughs) But yeah, reframing that it's like you actually don't have to follow someone who you don't want to follow and that that's completely fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, there's so many people in my life that I actually love and adore and I, and I don't follow them because I just don't want to be plugged in all the time. Yeah. Well, I love hearing people approach life differently. And I feel like from our chat, I feel like you question things Mm. and you go, is this actually like the best thing for me? Or am I just stuck in a routine or like stuck in like a certain way of living? So I love this so Mm. much. Yeah, absolutely. And it gives others, it kind of subconsciously gives others permission to do the same and whatever they want to do. Cause I feel like uh, like we always just kind of wait to see it done somewhere else and then we are okay with doing it ourselves. Yeah. You know, I agree. I agree with that. 
And it seems like you just do whatever you want all the time, which is great. <laughs> and that's encouraging and inspiring. So yeah, yeah I, do. I do. And I think that's just because I'm always like just checking in with like what can be cleaned up? Where can I refine things? And I'm always asking myself, what's not feeling good? Like what's not feeling good right now? Oh, my social media, I'm finding myself actually my screen time's going up. Oh, okay. I'm going to set like a thing on my phone to like cap me. Mm. So there's always like a process where I'm just checking in mm-hmm. with like what, feeling as optimal as it could mm-hmm. and what would refining that look like so do you have the screen time like thing on your phone where it limits you do you have that I on do. yours what's your I limit do. a day my limit is in an hour and I think it's an hour and 45 yeah um that's for socials which for me I'll usually use, like obviously I hate when people say but I have to have six hours because I my business is on my phone but like genuinely there is an element where when your business is on socials you're going to be using it a bit yeah. um but I found that's a good limit for me where I'm like anything more than that I kind of start feeling anxious yeah. and I'm consuming more rather than creating so I'm kind of keep it in an energy where I'm more creating than I am consuming Mm. I'm an absolute shocker when it comes to screen time. I will be like, ignore for one minute, eight times. And then, <laughs> and then I'll just go, ah, just ignoring for the day. Oh like, yeah. So bad. Yeah. It slips sometimes. I do that. I'm not going to pretend I'm a saint. Like, <laughs> <laughs> do you have um, some things that maybe you tell your clients or things that you use in your life that have improved your mindset? Oh, Very broad the, question. <laughs> it's a good question though. Um, I would say the number one thing I, I would do with my clients is shadow work. So more of like the unconscious stuff, but from just like um, explaining that as a general, I honestly think from working on your mindset is getting so much more curious about why you are the way you are, why you're thinking the way you're thinking, why you're feeling the way you're feeling. Like for me, curiosity is like the number one thing. And I think cur- the, the benefit of curiosity is it also dissolve shame because like let's just say I I said something stupid in air quotes right said something stupid and then I'm sitting there and I'm beating myself up or maybe something happened and I got triggered and I felt a certain way I can shame myself for that so I can be like oh why did I do that why am I feeling this that's so stupid why did I blow up at that or react that way or I can transmute that energy into curiosity by going why did I say that why am I feeling like that? Why did that just, was that the response for me? So it's the exact same question, but the energy is like Mm -hmm. shaming yourself or the energy is being curious. So for me, curiosity, I think like we're so, sometimes we feel a certain way and and that's just how we feel. It just Mm -hmm. is what it is. We don't actually get curious about where that emotion is stemming from. So I feel like as a whole, getting curious about, about yourself, why you are the way you are and how you're leading your life is honestly one of the best ways to improve your mindset because you're going to, you naturally, you can't be curious and not be self-aware. Like that's just, you can't, you naturally become a self-aware human being when you decide to be, to commit to being curious about things. So I think like, if you can like, even just for two weeks, practice curiosity where you're asking yourself, like even like, um, something as simple as setting a timer to go off twice a day. And when the timer goes off, what was I just feeling in that moment before my timer went off? Mm-hmm. So bringing more awareness into your body. Um, what was I thinking about then? Was it a positive or was it a negative? Like just starting to just bring more attention to your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, your behaviors, how you're leading yourself in your life. And, and I can promise you things are naturally going to start getting cleaned up and improved. 
Mm. So great. You're like the perfect guest for this podcast because our slogan is a casual chat for curious people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, that is so great. Yeah, curiosity is my thing, I would say. So it's perfect. It's also a good way to approach your relationships with others because, as you said, you either shame or you're curious. And I think if you're in an argument with someone, it's so easy to just like, you know, f- get furious. Mm. But if you were curious, at, <laughs> furious and curious, um, <laughs> you're curious about what they said and why it, you reacted to it, then you're more likely to respond. Yeah, or um, why they view things in a certain way or just yeah. how they live their life. Like there's so many things to be – I feel like people get so stuck in their ways. That's the thing. And yeah. you assume everyone is like you. Yeah, and particularly like from the last two years – I know I talk about this all – all the time but it was such a polarizing two years and it was like people had their opinions and this is it and like they could never hear anyone else's side Mm. so I I feel like being curious yeah it does lend to that like I don't know if empathy is the right word but just yeah like listening to other people and what they have to say as well Mm. and learning yeah like just compassion for other human beings and what their experiences and stuff and like I love what you said earlier as well um, about like just the piece in how we can be so quick um, in an argument to just like shut off and stuff like that. But even that curiosity piece of like if someone's done something, let's just say, and so quick we just focus on that's what they've done, that's what they said, that's bad. But even if you can be like, why would they do that? Like, why would they say that? And maybe what their experience is, you know? So it's like, there's a part, I'll, I'll use a primary example is I had a girlfriend who um, kept having this loop with one of her part, with her partner, where she was trying to get him to up level, to grow, to do all the things. And his response was like, why am I never enough for you? Right? Like, why is this, there's just always something else. And they just kept going in the same loop, same loop, and just kept getting blocked where she was feeling like he didn't care about working on himself. And he felt that, that she just was always nitpicking. Mm. And I said to her, have you asked him what he feels when you suggest that he does something, when you suggest that he meditates, when you suggest that he get a coach? Have you asked him what he feels when you, when you say those things to him? She was like, no. And I was like, ask him. And she asked him and she said, when I suggest things to you or ask you to do things to grow, what are you feeling in the, those moments? And, and just be honest and vulnerable, like what's coming up for you? And he said, in those moments, a part comes up for me where I feel like I'm never going to be good enough for you and you might leave me. So for him, he was having a defensive response because he was, he was having this part where he's like, I'm not enough. I'm not enough. And, and wanted to protect himself from that. Whereas for her, she was like, no, I want you to work on yourself because I love you. And and I love talking about these things and it's exciting. And and she's like, it's not because you're not enough. I just want more for you. I just see more for you. And then he was like, Oh wow. And it's like, you can just see how much, and we can open up these conversations by by simply being curious about what someone else's experience is. Mm, so true. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Powerful. So good. Um, Jesse, what have you got coming up that people listening should be aware of? Any goals in the pipeline? 
Um, so in terms of like programs, I've got, um, oh, I've got a masterclass coming up this month, which is a shadow work masterclass. So what shadow work is, how to do it, how to spot a shadow, which is all of the unconscious stuff. So from a mindset perspective, that's amazing. Um, my next course that I'm running is resilience codes. Um, and that's a program basically birthed, um, for business owners who, who, are, who feel the challenges of business, right? Like we spoke before, we all have those, I want to burn it to the ground moments. So it's like business can be amazing whenever everything's going well, but how do you navigate business when someone wants a refund? How do you navigate it when someone DMs you saying that, that you're greedy or you're entitled? How do you navigate it when a family member doesn't understand your vision? Like there, there's so many things to business that are really, really challenging. So this program is all about how to build your emotional intelligence so you can actually hold yourself through all of the projections and, and the icky sides of business. So that's kind of like the next um, sort of program that's coming up in my world. But in terms of goals, like honestly continuing to do what I'm still doing, but just bigger. I love it. That sounds like it's right up my alley, that um, business course that you were talking about. Do you know, this is a little bit off topic, but there's a lot of, I feel like there's a lot of coaches that specialize in service based industries, but I'm Mm -hmm. struggling to find, because I'm in e-commerce. Can you Mm -hmm. recommend anyone who maybe specializes in like e-com sort of business mentorship? Um, If it's for like structural e-com, I would say brand it. Um, okay. she, she's actually one of my clients, but I've, I've like, she's been a client for mine for honestly years. Um, and she's built and grown a lot of her own e-com businesses in the past. She's has a lot of e-com clients. She's really good with like manufacturing, like all of that kind of stuff. Um, if it's from, from a point of view of like, you're more wanting to work on like the emotional side of business, the mindset side of business, you'll be surprised how a lot of coaches who only coach service-based would still take an e-com client on as well. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. That's handy to know. Well, we wanted to end our chat with a little bit of fun. Um, And so we've put together four unknown questions and they're in a would you rather format. (laughs) We love this. (laughs) So the first question we have is, would you rather never meditate or never journal again? Never meditate. Yeah, def- definitely never meditate. I need to journal 100%. Yeah, okay. Do, are you a um, journaler in just like, do you need prompts or do you just like free write? I do both. So uh, like day to day, I just free write, like what's been coming up in my world, what I'm feeling, what's like moving next, what I want to clean up. But other times when there's like a specific thing that I know I need to work through. So say something triggered me, right. I might want to actually like prompt, use prompts around that. So Mm. it just, it it depends. Yeah. I love how like sure of herself she is. Yeah. Now this. Yeah. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) Really, I look at the benefit of meditation as like regulating my nervous system. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, there's so many things I could do to regulate my nervous system. But like to replace journaling just feels like there wouldn't be much to replace that with. Mm. It's almost like journaling is a form of meditation in a Mm. way, because I find it so mindful and like I'm breathing properly and I'm not on my phone. Like, yeah. Mm. Yeah, 100%. That's how I feel after yoga. I'm like, oh, but I want to do yoga. I don't want to meditate. I'm like, why not do both? Yeah. <laughs> like you can totally. I feel, I feel the same way as I feel at the end of a yoga session as I'd feel after meditating. So I'm like, well, why don't I just do that? Yeah, yeah. so true. meditation is great for you. And, and I used to do it a lot in the past and I've told like encourage clients to do it, but I wouldn't say I meditate a lot anymore because I'm like, I'm actually just so much of my life is slow, still present, regulated that it just doesn't feel like a tool that like, 
I really need. But I might like mm-hmm. binary things or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Guess it depends on the person you are. Hey. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, question two. Would you rather never work with your own personal coach again or never be able to take clients on yourself? That's just mean. (laughs) (laughs) We've got it. We've finally, yes, we've got the question. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, If I couldn't take personal, can I still teach courses or am I, like, not coaching anymore? Oh, I don't know. I feel like it would be, like, not coaching at all. Oh, I, I think I would not work with a mentor again. But like, if you know me, I always have a mentor. Like I always have a personal coach. So that would be like huge. But I also trust in like my ability to take myself deeper. So I think I would keep coaching. Nice, nice. Wow. I can't believe that was like the perfect question, I feel. Yeah, that was like honestly savage for me. <laughs> uh, okay. Third question. Uh, would you rather coach only one person to their 100% potential or coach hundreds of people but only having them reach 70% potential? I'm going to say I'm going to say this the the group and getting them to 70% um and the reason being is like I always trust humans to get to the 100 on their own. Okay, nice. Good yeah. answer. Yeah, yeah, we've asked a part of their journey like that's I'm I'm cool to like be the catalyst you know Mm. yeah so true and often when you get that far it's like it's it's so much easier to get to the end like it's Mm. it's like it's like when you're um trying to deal with like health ailments or something and and you know you just have to kind of if you're in the thick of it all and it's super bad you kind of just have to get to a certain point to get past the worst of it and then your body now has the ability to get through to the rest you know the momentum yeah you're in momentum it's that similar approach yeah Yeah. more like you have more self-awareness you have a faster comeback rate like Mm. there's so much where it's like that last bit you may get knocked down but you're just going to come back so much quicker than those like early days but um you said you'd ask a few people to that do they all say the opposite yeah yep wow yep they all said the opposite which I love because I love hearing that someone else has a different perspective it's almost like it's almost like you expect the coach to be like, no, the first one. No, you know I, I, I mean? honestly expected you to say the first one. So I, yeah, I'm kind of glad yeah. you said the second yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the first one. Not to discredit Wait. anyone who said the first one, obviously. But for me, there's like a, a, when I remove my ego from it. Yeah. It's like I, I don't need to be the person who gets them to the finish line. Yeah, so true. That's yeah. such a good way of looking at it. Yeah. Okay. Last question. Would you rather forget your earphones when you're going to work out or not sleep well when you know you've got a big day of one-on-one clients the next day? Oh my gosh. That's the, I would forget my earphones. (laughs) (laughs) I need my sleep a hundred percent. Like I, on so many levels, one, I don't like the feeling of being tired. Mm. Um, Two, I actually just Again, like I mentioned earlier, I feel out of integrity if I'm coaching and I'm like brain foggy and tired and like it actually just doesn't feel good that someone's paying me and that's my state. Mm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm the same. I'm such a sleep, such a sleep baby. Need it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely need sleep. Oh, well, thank you so much for joining us today. And for everyone listening um, that want to check you out, where can they find you? 
Uh, probably the best place is my Instagram, which is just at Jessie Williams. Um, I do have a very terrible website at the moment, which is jessiewilliams.com.au. Um, it will be getting redone. But yeah, probably Instagram is the best place to find me. We won't hold it against you. Yeah. <laughs> go, go, and, go and check Jessie out. What was that? I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Jessie. It's been a pleasure. Thank you both. Thanks, Jessie. Thanks for listening to today's chat. If you loved what we had to say, hit subscribe, leave us a review and find us on Instagram at some would say podcast. Talk then.